Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week, and in the offseason, I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. So today what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about seven rookies, these rookie draft upcoming, that I'm actually lower on than most experts. So I spent the last few weeks looking over film and creating creating my own super early, super early for sure, rookie rankings. So last week I actually compared all of my rankings to others for the first time. So I did all the work beforehand to like look at the film and decide who I thought was the best. And now now I kind of opened the door and said, okay, how do, how do my rankings compare with others? And so last week I did a podcast and an article on the seven players that I realized I was way higher on than other Dynasty experts. And this week I'm going to do seven players that I'm actually way lower on than other Dynasty experts. In particular, I, I love uh, Dynasty League Football, their website. Uh, they're the best in the business, so props to props to them for sure. You guys should listen to all their podcasts uh, way beyond mine, but they're they're fantastic. And so one of the things I love to do, because their website actually doesn't just have kind of one person ranking. A lot of websites, including my own, just have one person's opinion, which is great. You really should go to websites like mine to get an independent person's rankings. I think that's a really valuable uh, resource and hope that I can become one of those resources to you. But I love DLF that they have five experts that are ranking, so you get kind of the composite ranking of all those five. And so I really trust them. And so when I first make my own rankings, I love to go to theirs and compare mine with theirs because they have five people in the composite to see where the differences are. So last week I actually did my five rankings that were I ranked guys higher than they did. This week I'll actually, before the combine starts, I'm going to point out the ones that I have really ranked lower than the DLF experts. And so, of course, changing uh, rankings will change radically uh, after the combine. They'll change a bit after the combine, and in my opinion, they'll change radically after players are drafted. Those are kind of the next two turning points, the combine and then the draft, and, the, and everything will change after that. And so... I feel like as a uh, dynasty owner, one of the greatest things that you can do is you can start to rank your own players now so that you have touch points. You have a touch point one, touch point before the combine, then you have the combine, you can adjust your rankings after, and then finally, third, after the draft, which is a big changing point. That way you're kind of basing based on film in the first aspect of your rankings. Second aspect of your rankings is based on metrics, you know, kind of these testings and these scores that things that come from the combine. And then finally, we all know as uh, fantasy owners, dynasty owners, that placement, you know, where people land is a big part of it. And so the draft gives us that aspect. But if you get ahead of it from the start, you'll be a much better fantasy analyst, dynasty analyst, because you've known what your opinions were of these players before they get the measurables and before they get their placement. And so hope that you guys would do that with us. If you haven't, that's okay. I'm going to do it for you and you can listen to my opinions versus those of the others that you hear and see. 
And so now I'm going to give you my seven players that actually had lower ranked than DLF when I finally compared my rankings with them. Here we go. Number one, Marquise Brown. I had him 10 spots different in my ranking from compared to DLF. I have him as the ranked number 20 player overall, while DLF has him ranked as the number 10 player overall. I have him as my number nine uh, rookie wide receiver, while they have him as their number six ranked wide receiver. So pretty big difference. And I, I actually, when I when I got on this and, and looked at this, I was like super surprised to see how high he was ranked in the DLF rankings and was super high actually to see how many uh, NFL draft analysts were projecting him to be drafted. Like some were projecting him for sure in the first round, if not early in the first round. And and honestly, I just saw him as a bit more of a suspect NFL-based on his own size. Like he's just, he's a smaller guy. So he's lightning fast. He's crazy fast. And I admit it as a University of Texas fan that I uh, don't like him <laughs> based on how he played so well uh, against us. But there was always a part of me that just felt like he's an, an incredible college player, like literally electric, incredible college player. But it just felt like his size was going to be his limitation for him. And I, and I couldn't see him as a true kind of prototypical sized NFL receiver. So I, I mean, I felt like I took a few steps back just based on that, but was super surprised to see that DLF would rank him their number 20 overall and their number uh, nine um, or number six wide receiver overall. That was, that was their number 10 DLF ranked him number 10 overall, number six wide receiver of all. That really surprised me. Um, I, I know today actually just came out the, the news about his list Frank surgery. And so that's going to be a huge bummer. I think he's actually going to fall in the draft. So I'm recording this from my perspective, you know, before DLF and before I ranked him as we were. We'll see if that changes based on this. But it stinks that we're actually not going to get to see him in, in the combine. We're not going to see his speed get tested. I assume that maybe he'll still show up and we'll get to see his weight because I think that's a big part of it for me. Like his weight and height are a big part of part of it for me. But still, um, I'm, I'm super surprised I hear a lot of people comparing him to guys like Deshaun Jackson. I just think that he's even smaller and slower than Deshaun Jackson was. And so I'd like to take a chance on him. Like For me, I feel like he's a take-a-chance guy. And I'm super willing to take a chance in the second round. But at this rate, you know, based on DLF and how others are ranking him, he's a first-round draft pick in our rookie drafts. And I don't think I'm willing to do that. I think it's too big of a risk to draft him. I like to draft safer guys in the first round and maybe take risks in the second round. And he's uh, just too risky for me in the first round. So... Big difference for me with Marquise Brown, 10-spot uh, difference. Second guy that I'd say we have a difference on is uh, Travion Williams. We have a 21-spot, so huge, 21-spot ranking difference. I have him ranked as the 36th player overall, whereas DLF has him ranked as the number 15 player overall. As far as running backs go, I have him ranked as my number 14 rookie running back, while they have him as their number 7 ranked rookie running back. So pretty big discrepancy here for sure. Um, here's the deal. Like I can't argue with his insane career statistics. Like he's been incredible at Texas A&M, especially his senior year. It's pretty ridiculous. 271 carries, 
1,760 yards and 18 touchdowns. That I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous for sure. For me, there's just something about his film that makes me question his ability to be a three-down NFL back. Like, I, I just don't quite see it. Whenever I look into his runs on, on film, they, they seem to always be the runs that are like in space. And I tend to like, uh, you've heard this from my podcast before, that I tend to like a running back who can run in traffic, not just in space. And to me, that translates to a way better NFL back. Like, if you can run in traffic versus just kind of running in space. And you don't see that a lot with him. Uh, He's got a super thin frame. He runs super upright. So he reminds me a a bit of like uh, Kerryon Johnson, which ironically, last year, I would end up being way higher on the most experts. But this year, when I look at Trevion, I'm just not quite convinced. And so the thing that can make a big difference for me is if he like super excels in the combine, that could be a pretty big turning point for me, for sure. I, I would actually move him up. But for now, I would not draft him until round three. And, and these guys, are DLF is projecting him as number 15. So they're like an early second round pick. And I just wouldn't draft him until the early third round. So it's a pretty big discrepancy for me. Similarly, uh, the third player that I'll mention is Justice Hill. Again, like Trevion Williams, a 21, uh, rank, 21 spot ranking difference. So huge difference. I have him ranked as the number 38 player overall, 38th overall, while DLF has him ranked as number 17. So as far as running backs go, I have him ranked as my number 15 running back, while they have him ranked as their number nine running back. And I feel like the, the I could almost say the exact same thing as I just said, um, that, that for justice as I did for Travion, if you've not picked up on it yet, listen to my podcast, watch my rankings. I much prefer like a thicker, compact, low center of gravity kind of running back for the NFL. I just feel like the college and NFL running backs just don't translate as well. That might be changing a little bit. I know there's a lot of theory that it's been changing, but I'm not so sure that I'm in that camp yet right now. So I just don't believe that a 190-pound running back, 190 pounds, I just don't think that he can be a long-term productive dynasty running back for us. I really don't. There are some exceptions for sure. You might look at like Chris Thompson and what he's done for Washington, although he's had certainly peaks and valleys and huge injuries. You might look at Philip Lindsay and what he did last year, Um, but that remains to be seen. We've only got one year of that now, so... I just don't believe that these size running backs last very long in the NFL and for our dynasty teams. So I believe NFL teams will look at these players like Justice Hill and definitely Justice Hill, maybe not Travion Williams. Someone might draft him to be a three down back. But for Justice Hill, I think someone's going to draft them knowing he's not going to be a three down back. And so if that's the case, like uh, for me, he's a fourth round rookie pick. And there's no way that I draft him in the second round like DLF is projecting right now as a number 15 uh, or number 17 ranked player overall. Like, I just could not do that. There's there's no way that I would do that with Justice Hill. Next, we're moving on to Emmanuel Hall, player that I have ranked way lower than DLF. 16 spots difference in our ranking. So I have him ranked as the number 41 player overall, and they have him ranked as the number 25 player overall. As far as receivers go, I have him ranked as the number 18 rookie wide receiver, and they have him ranked as the number 10. So they have him as the 10th wide receiver. For me, he's the 18th. 
And I was super surprised, like really, really surprised once I compared my rankings to, with theirs to see that they had him so high because I saw nothing special in his film or his college stats. Did you know he never had more than 37 receptions in a season? And and it's, it's just the yards per catch that's made him uh, so spectacular. Uh, yards per catch the last two years has been 23 yards per catch. So in other words, to me, he's just a deep ball guy. Some of that's the product of the Missouri offense for sure. So I'm not, uh, I don't want to blame it totally on him. I, you got to blame the offense to a degree. But he, and he does track the deep ball well. Uh, but I prefer to see a much, see a prospect that has a much more developed route tree as well as has a way about just honestly just catching more passes in a season than Hall has. Uh, he's a fourth round pick for me. Um, I would not draft him any earlier than that, no matter no matter what team he falls to, no matter what combine uh, you know stats he produces. I just can't believe that Emmanuel Hall is ranked as high as he is. Uh, he's not that high for me, and I don't think there's much that, that could happen to change that. Next player for me that I feel is like there's a big difference is Paris Campbell. We have an 11 spot uh, difference ranking between me and DLF. I have him ranked as the number 37 player overall, while DLF has him ranked as the number 26 player overall, so 11 11 spots. As far as receivers go, I have him ranked as my number 16 wide receiver, while they have him as their number 11 wide receiver. Now, this is a tricky one because for me, like I really, really love a lot about him. Like I love his quickness, his speed, his craftiness. I love that he's like multifaceted in his skills. Um... I just see him as kind of a mixed-use kind of guy, which I don't think is going to add a lot to our dynasty lineups as far as like a long-term receiver. So here, here's what I compare it to him. At, at his best, he could be Percy Harvin. Like Percy Harvin was awesome for our NFL teams, but as or for our dynasty teams. And at his worst, though, he could be Tavon Austin, who's been pathetic for our dynasty teams, right? He's super athletic. But I'm, I really just can't point to where he's going to, going to excel. Um, I'm sure he'll do well enough at the Combine. Like he'll, he'll probably do really well at a lot of things because he's uh, really talented and um, super athletic. But his ranking could change quite a bit for me based on who drafts him. So he's kind of one of those guys that Combine's not going to change things for me. But where he's drafted... That could change things for a lot, a lot for me because if he's drafted to a team that I'm confident that knows how to use him, how to utilize his skills, then I would be like, okay, yeah, now he's moving up. But if he's just drafted by a team that's not very creative and doesn't know how to like maximize their players for who they are, just kind of runs a system, then I wouldn't be too excited about it. But I'm pretty sure he'll be drafted by a team that wants to use him that way. So we'll see on uh, Paris Campbell. Two more guys here. One is Miles Gaskins uh, from Washington. There's a 15-point spot ranking for me, uh, for him. I have him ranked as my number 46 player overall, while DLF has him ranked as the number 31. So I'm a little bit lower on on him than they are. I also have him ranked, as far as running backs go, I have him ranked as my number 17 running back, whereas they have him as their number 13 ranked running back. So now that I've kind of done this process and compared uh, Travion Williams and Justice Hill to Miles Gaskins, I have to admit that I see Gaskins as really similar to Travion Williams and Justice Hill. Like they're all ranked in the same category for me, 
but but in DLF rankings, they're ranked number seven and number nine, whereas in DLF rankings, Gaskin is ranked number 13. So in that case, like when I've got them all bunched together, I'd be way more willing just to kind of wait and take Gaskins and ride on him rather than wait on Williams or Hill for sure. Um, the thing is that the Gaskins, as I started looking at some of the stats, even again while I was preparing for this podcast, to realize how consistent that he has been year after year, it's an, it actually is pretty insane. Yes, he started four years in Washington, and he's basically averaged 225 carries a year for 1,300 yards. Like, that's insane <laughs> for four years. So maybe say, like, shoot, I'm writing this right now, and I'm recording this right now, but I just thought, like, oh, shoot, I need to move him up my rankings. So he might be changing pretty quick now that I've uh, done a little bit more research into him. At the very least, I, I would say he's a better value than Travion Williams and Justice Hill. Like, if I'm going to draft, he's, he's a guy I'm going to maybe reach for where the other guys are going to have to fall into my lap. Finally, we'll do one more here. Guys that I'm uh, lower on than DLF is Deontay Johnson. Uh, we have a 25-spot difference with him. So Deontay Johnson is the receiver from Toledo. Um, I have him ranked as the number 61 player overall, while DLF has him ranked as 36. That's a pretty big difference. As far as receivers go, I have him ranked as my number 29 uh, uh, rookie wide receiver, while they have him ranked as their number 17 wide receiver. So I'll, I'll, I'll admit my, quote, racism. Take that, take that lightly, meaning racism, meaning... I feel that I've been burned by MAC conference stars lately. So that's my racism. I, I'm against the MAC. <laughs> so maybe I've been burned by like Corey Davis experience. Like he's, you know, beginning to be such a star and you thought he was going to be so great. But you look at the way that he's produced so far in his first few years and I'm beginning to kind of downgrade wide receivers that do really well in the mid major conferences. Maybe not so on running backs. Like a, there's something about me that still hopes for running backs in that those type of conferences. But wide receivers, I'm I'm just getting more suspect, um, and that's just that's just my opinion based on how things have gone so far. So I would I w- don't know if I even draft Deontay in 12 team five round rookie leagues. So I've got him ranked number 61. So if you're in a you know 10 team league or 12 team league like 60, that's it. So. He might just be one of those free agents that's available after the rookie draft even. And so, honestly, I've just kind of soured on him. Um, He's a lot smaller than some of the other guys. Like if I'm going to take a chance on a Matt guy, I'm going to take a chance on a a, a bigger frame type of receiver that's proven things. So he's definitely proven things statistically, but just as a smaller guy. So I'm kind of lower on Deontay Johnson than, than most and certainly a lot. 25 spots by DLF. Uh, personally, I'd rather take guys like in the top tier conferences. Like I was looking at the guys that I had ranked ahead of him, guys like Miles Boykin from Notre Dame, Jalen Smith from New Louisville, Terry McLaren from Ohio State, or Nicole Hardman from Georgia. I have all of them ranked ahead of him. And so I just feel like uh, DLF's pretty highly ranked on this guy right here to a significant degree. And I'd rather take some trusted guys that have been part of bigger conferences. So those are my seven guys. Seven guys that I'm lower on than uh, the DLF rankings. Super fun to compare my rankings with others and uh, take this independently. I hope that you guys would do it independently too. 
and would welcome you to take it independently, even to disagree with me. Like send me a, send me an email and uh, tell me how you think that I'm wrong and you're right, or tell me a guy that you think you have a higher opinion on than I do. Look at my ranks. I would love to have that conversation with you. So feel free to make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. I really appreciate you guys giving a listen. Spread the word, and you know what to do. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.